It's Monday the 5th of July 2021. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by Rakel Thorbergsdottir, the head of news here at Ruv. Welcome to you. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome indeed. <laughs> um, the most talked about news this week is probably the case of the giant bouncy castle in Akureyri that was somehow blown into the air with dozens of children inside. Um, one is seriously hurt in hospital. We also directed our attention to the volcano again this week as it raged, calmed down, raged again and then eventually stopped altogether. Activity has returned to previous levels over the weekend and experts say it does not look like the eruption is ending, only changing. But they also say it's done little else than surprise the experts so far, so why should it change now? Meanwhile, landowners plan to start charging tour companies, bringing tourists to the volcano. The cool grey weather in the south and west has been mirrored by warm and sunny weather in the north and east, even outright hot weather at times. After an unusually late spring, this has led to rapid melting in the highlands and on glaciers, which caused rivers to rage, breaking their banks in places, damaging roads and generally causing trouble. The cervical smear testing debacle rolls on, though with a resolution in sight. Samples are currently being processed in Denmark, but due to pressure from many different sides, the service will be moved back to Iceland at the end of this year. Plastics have been in the news again due to the new single-use plastic ban that came into effect at the weekend and the change of rules meaning that people can no longer bring waste and recycling to Sorpa in black bags. They have to be clear see-through bags from now on. Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, the Belarusian opposition leader, spent time in Iceland late last week and at the weekend, drawing attention to her cause. And finally, the mass vaccination programme is winding up with only two or three sessions left at Lögadalshöll and the biggest days already behind us. Where would you like to begin? Um, I think we should start with the bouncy castle accident because it's, uh, I mean, we are used to having all kinds of uh, nature, force of nature news, uh, not just the the, the volcano, but but just the weather in general is a source of of many stories throughout the year. Uh, But this one is is really unusual. And I think when we first, uh, well, we got the the first sort of report or the first alert, People were like, oh, 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 what is this? A bouncy castle, you know, like it was, you know, something minor. But then mm. it turned out to be a, a major thing. And and, uh, and it was something that, um, well, I think every person in Iceland was talking about. And, and people were shocked that something like this could happen. And the, the sort of descriptions from eyewitnesses, um, they just, uh, they sounded horrific. And you mm. had these... Small children, and and one of them even um, wound up in an ICU, and uh, so it was very serious. And it's kind of you you have to wonder how could it happen, because you would think uh, uh, it's called the monster, and and you would think a, a, a playground like this would have to um, you know submit to all kinds of regulations and 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 you know make sure that that the safety was mm. was uh, you know. I mean, when we think of a bouncy castle, we think of maybe five or six kids in someone's yeah. back garden. Yeah. This is totally different. There was nearly 70 children in there. It's a massive thing. People yeah, pay entry. It's huge. And yeah, like you say, this shouldn't happen. No. And and I think that uh, I mean, it's easy to uh, point fingers, you know, but but still it's it's kind of uh, uh, 
I think a negligence like this, it, it shouldn't have happened. And, and uh, hopefully the, the, the child that was uh, flown here to Reykjavik uh, will be all right. I mean, that's the, that's the, the you know... The most important thing that the children are, are going to be okay, but I think the just the shock of it, because you you it, it wasn't only that the 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 kids were getting hurt, mm. M- most of them I think were there were minor injuries, but also the staff uh, were in shock, literal shock, and I and I, I think I heard that some of them had to get like just medical attention for the for the shock. So you can just imagine that um uh an accident like this it's going to be uh, a huge trauma that that some people are going to be trying to uh, get over uh, you know for a while mm. uh they say the operators of this equipment i guess you can call yeah. it um that they don't operate on windy days and it wasn't a windy day mm-hmm. um so it must have just been a freak gust of wind that came uh but even then the anchor ropes should have held yeah yeah that's that's i mean they are uh have launched an investigation so i guess well we shouldn't you know say too much before that the, the results come in but i th- i think it's obvious that something wasn't uh wasn't uh, right and i, I they, they they i think it's uh, the most likely that it wasn't uh, the what do you call it the just the um, the way they, that they uh, tether it down or, or yeah it it, it was it was something that uh, I, I guess the I mean the owner that was a, a I think a positive thing though that he uh, claimed responsibility immediately and and that's uh, he, he he did not uh, try to excuse anything and he, he was devastated and I think that was a genuine reaction mm. and and no just where did they go wrong I think the the investigation is going to uh, yeah tell us that later on hopefully that doesn't well, I don't know. I say hopefully, but hopefully that doesn't sort of come back to bite him in the backside because, you know, this could go to court eventually. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, yeah, and I think, I, I mean, every, I think everyone and probably the, especially those that were working there, I think everyone is just, just full of sadness and, and, and uh, yeah, shock. And, and I think just the, because when things go wrong, our first reaction should not be to, uh, you know, disown uh, the responsibility or, or, or try to step away from it. And the owner did not do that. And I think that's a, that's a good sign that, that you know, that yeah. things were taken seriously. Although this took place in Akureyri, it's owned and operated by Pertlon. Yeah, yeah. And is... I mean, my, I've, my daughter has been playing there and an awful lot of kids have been going there. And I, and I have not heard of uh, uh, any accidents here, so... It was a freak accident, but something definitely did go wrong. Why? We'll probably yeah hear about that later on. Now, he says that he's got absolutely no intention of reopening this um, and, and is washing his hands of it. Maybe someone else will want to, I think was a mm-hmm. quote from the interview. Um, will children want to go on it in the future if it does um, reopen? I, I probably, yeah. because I, ho- hopefully this will be a lesson learned. And you know all the safety rules and regulations. I I don't think uh, any town or or any city is going to uh, allow anyone to open a, a big bouncy castle like this without you know following the full uh, regulation and, and protocol. So I think, yeah, let's assume that it will be a lesson learned. Yeah, that's true. In in so many cases, when bad things happen, the initial reaction is to say, oh, I don't want to do that now. Yeah. But 
doing it after the bad thing happened is mm-hmm. better than doing it before the bad thing happened because we learn lessons. Exactly. Yeah. On that note, maybe we should move on to a different topic. Yeah, I mean, uh, the eruption uh, has been, uh, like you said in your intro, uh, the, it's com- it continues to surprise the scientists. And, and I think that's kind of, and for us that are working in the news, that's that's kind of fascinating. Oh, it's the story that just keeps giving, uh, isn't yes, it? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, because you have all these experts and, and they are very knowledgeable and, and clever people. But, the, you know, nature doesn't always follow recipes. So I think that, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting how it has evolved and changed and, and, and all that. And I don't know if you you saw the, the interview we did yesterday with the American tourists because I know, know that you've uh, followed that, that story, the one that got lost. Uh, uh, we uh, did an interview with him yesterday on, on TV. And uh, it was very moving, and, and uh, fortunately, he he's uh, on the mend. And I know that people have been asking themselves, how can you get lost? And 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 uh, he, I think he covered that really well. Um, this was just the, I mean, it's a man that is used to going hiking, and and he explained to us how he had he fell, hit his head, and then he woke up. Uh, he he has no idea, maybe few minutes later, maybe a few hours later, and, and was disoriented and, and just got lost. And, 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 and I think that's something that can happen to any of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was, a, and again, talking about a lesson learned, I think it's, it's, a, it's a, a lot of things that other tourists and, and just Icelanders can, can learn from this experience because you should never uh, go walk, walking alone without water, without uh, a telephone. And, and he he was very fortunate to come out, out of it alive. He actually was preparing to die, and that was a very emotional and, 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 and you know, sad thing to listen to. But he was lucky. And, and we are, in Iceland, very lucky because we have a, a rescue team that is, I think, probably one of the, 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 the best rescue teams that you can find anywhere in the world. And it's, it's all uh, done, you know, pro bono and uh, and uh, yeah and those were the people that that eventually found him and that's something and and he was very very grateful and that's that's a good sign also that that you know people people um when faced with something like this they realize that you know it's the, the, being in Iceland and and in many places in Iceland can be really dangerous and and you know not not I mean it doesn't take that much to you know your life being on the line. Yeah. And as you say, uh, the second story in a row of lessons being learned, also the second story in a row of something that seemed kind of trivial, almost funny to start with, and then became very serious very quickly. I mean, the initial reaction was like, oh, some guy got lost, he's lost his wife, haha. But then you're looking more than a day later, and it's it's yeah. very serious. And luckily, yeah. he was found. Yeah, he um, was, and 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 I, that, that's what I think it's it's uh, important. One of the reasons that we pursued him for the interview because uh, uh, it, it's not just you know curious to learn his story, but it's also uh, educational, if you will, because uh, I think it's important that all of us uh, learn from this experience and and make sure that. You know, uh, we ourselves, friends, tourists, you know, we, we, we educate people on how to uh, travel around Iceland. It mm. can be dangerous. Yeah. And in this place, I mean, obviously, the volcano itself is dangerous, obviously. But 
Very unpredictable. Yeah, but in the area around it, there's lots of people. It's on the Reykjanes Peninsula, which isn't that big. So, I mean, it could have been worse if he was in the Highlands, for example, mm. or, you know, almost anywhere else in the country. Because yeah. this wasn't specifically volcano news that was just where they were. And he was found four kilometers away, which is mm -hmm. not that far. No, but, um, but for someone who is disoriented, he, he, he was injured, no water, and, and you know, his, his kidneys had begun to uh, collapse. Mm. So he was, he was in a bad condition, and, and that's, you know, you're not thinking straight and not, you know, you don't have the skills that you normally would. Mm. No, the re I mean, absolutely, but the mm -hmm. reason I mention it is because it's so close to Reykjavik, yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. close to lots of people. Definitely. And it wasn't very far from where he was lost. So mm -hmm. if it had been somewhere else, you know, it would take longer to find him or, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, lesson learned, hopefully. Yeah. Um, the volcano itself, though, we were briefly mentioning that it it hasn't died off completely before. And it did on Friday afternoon. Yeah. And people were saying to us, well, is that it? Is mm -hmm. it all over? And understandably. Yeah. And then yesterday evening, it went turned on the taps yeah. full force and, and still this morning it's raging really yeah e even more activity than we're used to mm -hmm. so it's fascinating yes and you you, you won't, won't get me to make any predictions because if the scientists can't get it right i'm not gonna be able to predict it but i think it's it's fascinating and, and for us it's a it's a, a you know it's a, a i don't know a sort of going to to school without knowing where the textbook is going to take you you know it's a it's a, an adventure and i think uh, uh, the only thing that the um, it, it has changed so much and now it's covering such a huge area that it, it's not as easy to go and look at it as it used to be uh, in initially but i i mean it's just a, a, a very it, it's it, it's contained mm. and and it's not a, a any disruption you know for for uh, flying like Eyjafjallajökull uh, was in 2010 so it's uh, I, they're calling it like a, a tourist eruption but but also I mean just for Icelanders I think it's it's a just an interesting process and 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 I love the fact that it keeps on surprising us I mm. think that's one of the, the the best things about it I mean. Airline pilots are literally diverting over the volcano to get the passengers to see it. So it's yeah. so different to yeah. 2010. Yeah. Um, and I know some of the local farmers are upset about it and they would rather it wasn't happening because of their livestock, obviously. Um, but the earth scientists have said we seem to be coming into a new phase of activity on the Reykjanes Peninsula that could go on for hundreds of years. And I feel maybe the longer this eruption carries on, the better, because... If it's going on, it's less likely, perhaps, that another one will start somewhere else. And mm. when it stops, you know, we don't know where the next one will be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sure that the scientists would, would agree because they, they seem to, to think that, uh, you know, it, it, it one doesn't exclude the, the other. So, uh, and I, I am going to say that I'm not a, a specialist, so I won't try to, uh, you know, predict on, on, on that. Mm. But, yeah. If... I mean, yeah, I'm not a specialist either, so I'll probably stop blathering on about it. Should we um, go to a different topic? Yes. Uh, well, the, the smear test, uh, that has been a, a huge uh, news story for, I mean, literally months. 
And it's it's a story that keeps on, I'm not going to say unraveling, but it's very complicated. And uh, um, as a, briefly take us back to the beginning of it, because it was I think it was this time of year in 2019, wasn't it, that it started? Yeah, well, uh, um, I'm not going to, uh, uh, because there are so many, I'm not going to say uh, intrigues and, 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 and uh, lots of, of communications. And, and I think the backstory uh, goes even further back. But, you know, the whole story. But but still, it's been, just to sum it up, it, the transition has been uh, very problematic, to say the least. And I think the, there has been a, a lot of blame being shifted around. Mm. And and I am not, I mean, I wouldn't be professional if I if I was going to say, you know, who's to blame, because I, I really don't know and I, I don't have a, an opinion on it. But what I, what I do have an opinion on is that this has been very difficult uh, for all the women that have been, you know, um, uh, neglected or or have had to wait for their results and and this this uh, you know life threatening you know scenario and I think that's the biggest issue. I mean, obviously we we have to analyze uh, why did it you know why did this transition and this this these these changes why did they you know fail in the way that they did. Mm-hmm. But but at the end of the day, it's the women that are suffering that I think that are, are most important, and and I think that should be the focus should be on getting them the 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 service or or you know the the yeah medical service that they uh, not only need but are entitled to, yeah. and so I whether it's the 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 government part or the. Or the doctors, uh, medical, krabbemesfella, or, or, or whatever—it it doesn't matter. Everyone that has, you know, some stake in this—that uh, should be the only focus, to getting the the service up to standard. Yeah, because people, the experts, are saying, ideally, we should have results within two or three weeks every yeah. time. Yeah. And at the moment, it can be taking months, mm-hmm. and like you say, that's potentially life-threatening. Yeah. And not to mention if the samples go missing. Mm-hmm. And have to be taken again. It's it's not acceptable. Yeah, and when the story uh, broke, uh, wasn't it? Uh, was it a year or, or probably might be two years ago? It's sometimes. Uh, but that was the uh, that the, the samples had been um, misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all, and that was a, a huge shock for everybody when when there was a, a woman that that her you know exa- her sample had not been. Uh, treated correctly so uh one of the women uh, eventually died and that's uh, what people are claiming uh, could have been prevented and that's a very very serious thing and so that was one of the the things that that sort of launched this that but when i say the the, the the story goes way back. I think that's uh, that's kind of kind of true. And one of the the uh, the reasons that that um, this all surfaced was because of this uh, malpractice, I guess you can can say. And uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a, 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 a dreadful sort of a story. And, and uh, at the end of the day, it's the women that are suffering and and women's health. And and I know some of the the, the women claim that that uh, it's a uh, uh, inequality also mm. issue that women's health are not getting the priority that that it, that they should. 
Where do you stand on that? I I, I, I couldn't even say if I know. I don't. I don't think that's the the. I think I think you can interpret these things in in all kinds of ways. But uh, I think it's clear though that these women were not getting the the medical service that they are entitled to. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say that that's because of their women and not not men. The system failed, and and I I don't think the the main issue is why it failed, but how are you going to fix it, and how are you going to uh, you know make amends? Mm. So when the initial problem was highlighted, Krabbermen's Vilayeth was they took the service away from them and put it in the hands of Hilsergeistan, um, which then. I guess, tendered it out to this company in Denmark. And no one's blaming the Danish company for being bad. It's just it takes too long and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a different country. You should be probably doing it at home to make it reliable and safe. Um, And now that's going to happen and it's going to be taken care of by Landspitalien from the 1st of January. So how do you view that? Is that the acceptable resolution? Are we happy with that now? Will it be fine? Well, I, I hope it will. Like I said, I, I don't. I, it's not my job to have to have an opinion on how you reach the best result. Just reach it. That's mm. all the, and and don't keep the women waiting. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that's that. That's what matters. Not you know the, the how you go about it. Just find the most efficient and best way to do it, and make it happen. And stop uh, arguing about the past. I mean, we we obviously there are things that have to be resolved as to why things happen. Again, we're always talking about lessons learned, and I mean, I think that's the uh, uh, one of the demands that you c- can make. That whether it's the healthcare system or anybody else, learn the lessons and 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 make it uh, you know make different uh, choices next choices time. next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just briefly before we move on, because I think we've got time for one more topic. Um, it's just interesting that finally they're now doing what the experts and the doctors have said all along. So it's, it's it's a bit of a defeat, perhaps, politically speaking. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think you're trying to. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I'm, I'm the news director, and it's not, it's it would be very very bad if I if I. Uh... But the health minister Svante Svavarsdottir herself said much the same which was nice yeah in interview yeah but i mean there there can be politics without it being like uh like a partisan politics it can be just you know politics office politics mm. and and i think that there were different opinions on how to uh solve this or how to uh build up this this system or, or, or change it or whatever. And I think these differences of opinions, um, they became too big and they, uh, they, they uh, ended up uh, badly for the patients. So I think I think you know in, in some instances prob- some people need to need to uh, uh, address that that the, you know you can you can have differences of, of opinions. But at the end of the day, you you have to uh, find a compromise, and 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 it cannot. The result cannot be that women have to wait for months, and and if you know to see to find out if there, there's something wrong, or or you know if they have to worry about their health. Yeah, yeah. It's not only that there could be positives and treatment is delayed, but also the negatives. People worry. Yeah, they, yeah. A lot. Of, yeah, of course. Um, okay, one more topic. We've just got time. Um, there was. Belarus, there was the 
roads being destroyed by rivers. There's the plastic things. Yes, I think I think I mean, I'm from the north, and but it's not because I'm from the north, but the things that have been happening there. I mean, global warming, and and in Iceland, it it is. I mean, we reached the the twenties, you know, heat wise. I'm not going to say regularly, but it's that's not a, a a new story. But the effects in 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 the north, uh, all these floods and 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 uh, roads going. Uh, I keep looking for words. Damages being, being yeah. damaged mm. and 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 all that. I mean, it's not. I mean, it has happened before, but it 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 would kind of the. The notion was that whoa, this is this is something bigger or worse. But but yeah, I think it's it's something that that w- we should worry about the uh, these these effects that you know warm us getting a f- few more degrees in Iceland is great when we want to go sunbathing and all that. But the 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 effects that it has just in in nature, I mean, they they can be kind of scary. And and these were these were things that 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 happened kind of quickly. And and I mean the heat wasn't that crazy. I mean it's not like in, in Canada where they were reaching nearly fifty degrees, but no. still the effects here uh, were were yeah. But I mean substantial. Topping twenty degrees is is common as you say and, mm-hmm. and nice and pleasant. Um, but like in Eilstadir and other places in the east, they were hitting twenty five, twenty six degrees yeah. three or four days in a row. Yeah, that's not normal. No. And the, in the in the West, it's been grey and barely above ten mm-hmm. all this time for seemingly months now, apart from Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> that's not normal either. There's, there does seem in recent years, from my perspective, there's this kind of east-west divide that wasn't always there in Iceland before in the weather. Yeah, probably probably not. But but still, there's a the there's a sort of a, a shift and and a, and a, the, the extremes you, you can go because like in the in the north you had literally had snow early in June, and then you have this this heat and floods. Mm. So I think these these uh, yeah these uh, swings between you know just a very short period. I I think those are are kind of alarming. Mm. Yeah. And but the, I think the I think the weather as, experts uh, would tell us that yeah these things have all happened before and this is Iceland and it's probably true, but it, I, the the feeling was that, that in in some ways that okay the, these are kind of uh, uh, you know rapid effects because mm. the whole year's had some interesting news weather wise anyway yeah. it was like it was such a light winter barely yeah. any snow and it, although in the north there was quite a lot. And then the spring was cool and came late, mm-hmm. which hasn't helped in this case because there was still snow and ice up in yeah, the yeah. mountains. That then suddenly this great heat and everything is melting. everything melts and, mm. and the floods come. Yeah, yeah. It's so. funny that we've got summertime flooding caused by dry weather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, hopefully we get some summer. On oh this yes, side yes. Of the I, I'm, too. I'm still waiting, and if it doesn't come, I'm, I'm going up north in a couple of weeks. So. Hopefully they'll still stay hot there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. And yeah, I mean, Iceland is always the opposite to mainland Europe weather-wise. It also seems to me. Yeah. If there's cloudy, wet weather stuck over Iceland, it brings a heat wave in in Europe and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that does seem to have held true for a long, long time. Um, so yeah, we are due some sunshine. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, on that note. Um, 
the week in Iceland has run out of time on this occasion, but we're taking a short break and we'll be back two weeks from now on Monday the 19th of July on roof.as forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook through the Roof app and your favourite podcast platform. Until then, it only leaves me to thank my guest today, Raka Thorberg-Slottis. Thank you. We end today with a new song by Lights on the Highway and it's called Old Gusjord. Bye for now. Sunday, God.